Hey, Bus Bench Babes, Christy is off floating in a pool this holiday weekend, living her best newly vaccinated life. And today I have hashtag Mark Randall, my husband here to talk about safety and security as a realtor, especially as a woman realtor. This is this is important stuff we're going to recover today. So we are so glad you're here. Let's dive in. You're listening to the Girl Get Your Face Off a Bus Bench podcast, where we invite you to check your ego at the app, grab a cup of coffee, and get ready to dive into all things real estate marketing, social media, friendship, hardship, love, money mindset, and all the things that celebrate you as a badass boss babe. We're here to encourage you, show up for you, give you a loving kick in the pants when you need it most, and be your soft place to land on the hardest of days. So pull up a seat at our table and get ready to be inspired and start living your best life by design. Welcome to the Girl Get Your Face Off a Bus Bench podcast. We are so excited you're here. Okay, girls, let's dive in. Hey, Bus Bench Babes. Today on the show, we have my detective husband, Mark Randall. Welcome to the show, babe. Hi, Beth. How are you? I'm glad to be here. I'm good. So, tell us a little bit about yourself. Or better yet, tell us a little bit about Memorial Day weekend. Well, I just think Memorial Day weekend is one of those important weekends where we really need to think about why we have it. And it's to memorialize um, lost service members that we're able to have this freedom right now to have a three-day weekend and enjoy it, but it's also to memorize them. Well, tell us about yourself and your background. So I've worked in law enforcement for over 20 years. Um, I've worked all kinds of different law enforcement jobs, primarily through a sheriff's office, so which includes a jail, patrol, investigations, running courts, that type of thing. Okay, sweetie. So things that come up in real estate for women is security. And we thought, who better to talk about security and safety is you. Well, like, I, I appreciate detective. you guys having me on the show. That's <laughs> great. I'm happy to be here. Well, so what's something, what's the first step that um, a woman realtor, actually any realtor should consider when they're meeting, let's say an online lead that they've never met before. What's the first thing that they should really consider? Getting, I... You mean like they met the per or they, they got? No, they a, haven't met them yet. Have they met? But they've met them online, I guess. Per uh, se. They well, not like online dating here. Come on, okay. like <laughs> it, an online lead comes in and they may have a name, may have a phone number, may not, or an email, and that's about all they have. And they want to see one, two, three Elm Street. Okay, what would you do? Do they have a first and a last name? Not always. Okay, so with that information that you have, I. Personally, what I think would be a good thing to do would be at least try to vet that person as much as you can, either Googling their email address, Googling their name, first name, last name, as much background as you can find on the person. Google the phone number, see what it comes back to. There might not be any information on there. There might be some info. You can always put it in Facebook search, do that type of thing and see if they have a public profile. What are you looking for when you're looking for that? I, when I would just to see if they're a real person, see if there's any red flags up there that this person, what I, what you might be picturing in your mind or what you think they're going to be like, if that's really what you're seeing, if you're not finding anything on this person, it could be a concern. Are they really giving you your real, their real name? True. 
So another thing too, like if they're coming from out of state and they say, Hey, I'm coming from Maryland. Well, what's the area code on their phone number? Is it a local phone number here or is it a number to Baltimore area? So that's another thing. Just those little checks to see if everything kind of adds up. I get it. People's numbers kind of stay with them, but it's just those little things. If you can kind of quantify. So you're trying to piece together a puzzle that makes sense before you meet someone. Is that what I hear you saying? Um, pretty much so, yeah. Okay. Um, okay, so I they don't seem like they're a serial killer. We're going to go show them 123 Elm Street. So I am now meeting a person in person for the first time. Um, what are things that I should be concerned about? Like, let's say on either a public meeting place, like we're meeting at Starbucks, or I'm meeting them at a house for a first time. Like, would you view those things differently? Are those places differently? You know, I, I think maybe the public meeting might be a good idea to do first if you have time in your schedule and then there's a starbucks nearby why not meet that person in person and kind of talk about things first then you can go through and find out more details about them what they're really interested in and you might know of the other houses in the market that maybe fits that person they just saw that they like the pool in the backyard and that's the only reason they're looking at it but that also gives you time to get to know the person find out who they are um you can do those type of things while you're there meeting with them. Um, if you can't do that, the one thing I would say, any house that you go to show, you need to know the address for the house. Obviously, you know, you put in your GPS or whatever, but think about if you're at that house and something happens and you need to call 911, the first thing they're going to want to know is your location that you're at. So if you can't remember that, have it on a piece of paper in your hand, whatnot, and then you can get it, get it out. One, working in law enforcement, that's something that's very important to us. I always need to know my location where I'm at all the time when I'm You working. do that with me when we're together. Yes. Where are we going? Yeah. If he's going with me to just ride along to go show a house, where are we going? I'm like, why does it matter? And you're like, I need to know. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, and I, I want to know. It makes sense. You know, I want to know where we're going, where we're at. If we have to call for help, I know where to send, have my resources come. So the other thing to consider with that too um with the address you might have is it right on a county line is it who's going to be responding if it's a rural area you might not have law enforcement showing up for minutes i mean they always say when when seconds count the cops are minutes away so that's always something to consider when you're going out to these locations is it do you have a coworker or a friend that you can text message the address to or call and say hey i'm going to do a 30 minute showing if i don't call you or text you in 30 minutes send help could it be that extreme? But at least you've got someone calling, checking in on you. They know a timeline that you're going to give a status check on what's going on with you. So, and that's a priority phone call from the friend or who's ever calling you that you need to take. I know a lot of times um, I'll try to call you and you're busy working. So it goes right to voicemail. And then I have to send the text, wait for a reply. <laughs> so, and I, but, but you're busy, you know, and I yeah. get that. I'm busy when you call sometimes too. So it's just like, can't talk right now. Yeah. So. What are other things to consider if you're in a property? So, you know, you're at the property, everything seems to be going fine. Are there other things to consider in terms for, from like a safety standpoint? Well, you know, I, I guess I haven't been to really any of your showings. The one thing though, too, I don't know if it's something that you stay in the house, like in the kitchen area, and then they just, the client goes and walks around or you no, actually- No, we usually walk around the house okay. together in a kind of in a group yeah. per se. Um, you know, maybe have them walk first, walk behind. I know it's sometimes it's nice to have they follow you as you point things out, but you can always go in the reverse way of that too. Have the client point things out and 
notice their observations. People like to talk about themselves when you're doing sales anyway. So, and then you can reiterate and point out things to them also. So you can make a sale, but at the same time, you want your client, you kind of want to always not have them to your back, I guess, if that makes sense. It's I realize that's impossible to do 100% of the time, but just be conscious of it. And the other thing too, with I think the two things that we really talked about earlier with meeting someone in public or even trying to vet them a little bit or going out to a, if you have a gut feeling like this doesn't seem right, bring a friend with, have someone there, another agent or I brought you with for showing yeah, you just once in a while. And then I'll say, oh, my husband and I are just going to, I have my husband in the car waiting because we're going to go have dinner right after this. Yeah. So if anyone tries to pull any funny business, then it's like, oh, my hubby, just to reiterate, my hubby's in the car. So. Of course. Yeah. And, yeah. That, and that's helpful, you know, and they know that. The other thing too, like when you show up to some of these addresses, I notice when you go into showings and I don't know if it's that way because I'm in the car with you, but you leave your purse in the car and all those type of things. Are you setting yourself up to have your car broken into and having your purse stolen? That's just another thing. I to hope think. not. Now agents are bad guys are going to follow me around town looking for houses that I'm showing. So go <laughs> there you go. Nab my purse while I'm inside. So the other thing too, if you're going to put that in your trunk before, do it before you get there. Don't make it visible like the whole neighborhood can see you putting your purse in your trunk or your yeah. valuables right in front of everyone. Then you go in the house. They know where they know where your valuables are. Yeah, that's a really good tip. Um, okay, so what about tips for our sellers? And like, you know, when we have sellers' houses, you know, there's people going through them, and at open houses, there's sometimes a lot of people going through them. Are there any safety concerns to think about there? That oh, totally. Okay, you know, if well, you know, part of like getting your property ready ready to have an open house or having showing. Is cleaning it right? You want right. want to have a clean house. You want it to look, <laughs> but there's also other things you want to clean or get out of your house. Any valuables? If you have grandma's diamond ring that you've inherited, just laying out, is that something you want other people to be able to see? No, it's a temptation yeah. for sure. Or weapons. If you if you're a hunter or your husband's a hunter and he's got lots of firearms or hunting gear, those are things I would just get that out of the house because you're going to have people going into your home that you don't know. Um, it could be medications. We know there's been a lot of issues with medication thefts at um, open houses and that type of thing. Uh, yeah. So well, yeah, I mean, people love like the ADD and pain yep. meds. Yeah. Yep. Um, maybe get your alcohol out of there. Also, you know, um, those are all things that could potentially be. The other thing too is when you have your photos done. One of my coworkers, he's actually a sergeant of mine. He had a antique gun collection well in his photos for the listing you could see photos of those guns and i'm oh. like really why'd yeah. you do that bill you know his house sold in like two seconds so it didn't really matter but it was visible on there and i pointed it out to him but uh those are things that you really want to like kind of sanitize your house even like personal information are there sheets paperwork can that be put somewhere so someone can't get a lot of information about you. Well, your social security, like that kind of stuff really yeah, could open you up to be a target if that stuff's laying around and not tucked away safely. Yeah. Or even just bank account information, all those type of things. And not necessarily an ID theft, but is there a checkbook somewhere in a drawer? We all have that mm -hmm. junk drawer where we keep a lot of stuff and stuff like that. You just don't want it to be a temptation. So 
These are super great tips. There's stuff that I didn't even know. Babe, you're so smart. Really? There's stuff you didn't know. Um, I didn't really think about the checkbook. You know, I mean, over the years, they're, you know, I don't even know. Have I ever told you the story that years and years ago, there was a realtor with a pain medication problem. And so he was setting up, he was setting up um, previews on properties. Yep. And so he would be the only person there and he would go through properties and take meds. He wouldn't take the whole bottle, but he would take enough out of each bottle that they were able to piece it together. He was able to do it for a long time, but yeah, yeah lost his license, went to jail, but that was, you know, like 15, 20 years ago, but that was a big deal. Yeah. And you know, stuff still goes on like that. Yeah. Huh? We just doesn't get plastered all over the, yeah. the realtor websites quite as much as it, what you see, I'm sure. You know, and the other thing too, I think if you're doing a showing, just doing that walk around too, before you leave the property that you just showed, make sure all the doors are secure. Mm-hmm. Um, I know you've told me in the past, you found stuff open. And- I was at a property yesterday where the back door was not even closed. Yeah. yeah. So it, do we know if a prior showing left it open? We don't, but we still want to, you want to have it be secure for right. when you leave. Cause you're well, kind of yeah, responsible. I would want someone that to do that to my house. Yeah. Kind of and if you're the last, per- you're the last person in it, you, you know. Yeah. So. Oh. Yeah, because I don't want that associated with my name. Like, mm-hmm. oh, Beth left our back door wide open. Oh. No, God forbid. You don't want anything oh. to happen. So a lot of our listeners are not necessarily realtors, but are small um, women, small business owners. And, you know, like what what other safety tips do you have that might not have anything to do with real estate, but that really could keep us safe out there? Uh, I would... Well, there's one book I'd recommend. It's called The Gift of Fear. It's been around forever. I think the writer was on Oprah years ago, but it's a really good book and I've read it. And one of the things, there's a couple things I really took away from it was they gave examples of how your gut instinct and that gift that's within your body really tells you when something's going wrong. And one of the things I remember from the book was when your doorbell rings and you go to answer your door, if you have dogs and they're barking, the dogs aren't barking because of the doorbell. They're barking because they're watching your body language. And so they don't, you don't know you're giving off that, that sign, but your dogs do. And those are things that we all have in our bodies that, but it's being able to figure that out. And I think that book does a really good illustration of that. Okay, repeat the name of it just for It's called The Gift of Fear. The Gift of Fear. Okay, that's a good Amazon get, purchase. Yeah, I think you probably get it for 6.99 on Amazon paperback. <laughs> um, well, there's other things in there too. I, and those are things that in that book that I've recommended to people that I've dealt with in the public. Um, for example, girl breaks up with boyfriend. He's continuing to harass her and calling all the time and leaving voicemails and that type of thing, you know, 100 voicemails on the phone. One of the suggestions in that book, which I've actually told people was, is he calling to hear your voice? And then the other response would be, well, I'll just have my new boyfriend or my guy friend do it. Well, then does that piss him off even more? Because now he's got it. There's another male in the picture. What about just having one of your girlfriends leave a message? Hey, this is best phone. She can't take your call right now. That's a good neutral spot to go with. And oh, I didn't think. I thought. I just thought that they were calling to be psychos, but well, they're actually calling to like maybe just to hear your voice. They could be, okay. but then if you change your gr- greeting on there and have it some loses guy, its power. Yeah, and and you have one of your girlfriends do it, then it's not a male competition that he right. Is. So 
those are just some little chips. Those are in that book, and I thought they were really good. Uh, it, okay, so what about single women out there? There's a lot of, I have a lot of single friends in real estate and yeah. just single single entrepreneurial women. Like, what what do you say to those single gals that are maybe out in the dating world right now? What Anything you have for them? Well, I can tell you, like, on online dating, when you and I met, I, you think about, we started talking online. It mm-hmm. moved from that platform to maybe emails to text messages. So it was a good two weeks. I could tell that you weren't a nutcase after two weeks. <laughs> well, you sure. Well, yeah. Nine years later, still, still okay. You vetted yeah. me pretty well. Yeah. I joked. Remember, I asked you if you could, if you backgrounded me. Mm-hmm. And you're like, um, no, you can't do that. That's illegal. But I did the the open source stuff. So, and that's one of the other things, though, too. That there's a, it's. For open source information. That's yeah, what does that mean? Something that's not in the business. What is open source information? Open source information is things that anyone in the public can find. And that's on the internet, going Googling someone's name, doing search history, that type of thing. And those are all things that you can do. I know in Minnesota here, we've got the Minnesota Courts web page. And you can go to that, see people's criminal. And people don't know that that's all public. Yeah. And... You can, what can you see on there? You can see court proceedings that they've had. So either civil or criminal. It won't give you a lot of detail about the case, but it'll, if some guy's telling you he's divorced, you can actually look it up and see if he is divorced. Or there's Ooh, a- that's good information for the yeah. single gals out there. Yeah. So that's in Minnesota. I don't know about other states. If you want more information on that kind of, on that court proceeding, you can always go to a-, a each county in our state has a law library and they should have access to that and it'll give you more information on the filings and that type of thing. So you can maybe even see a complaint or some kind of a paperwork that was filed with the court, that type of thing. It's surprising. There's a lot more information out there than what people think there yeah. is. And you know, another thing too is to Google your Google your own name or do these same searches on yourself. See what information is out there about you. Oh. That's a good one. You know, like there, what what would that benefit though? To see what people can find out about you. Can okay. they, how hard is it to find if you're a small business owner, is your name primarily tied to your business? And if you have a business location, is it primarily tied to that? Or can they figure out your home location? Oh yeah. So those are different things too to figure out. I mean, you can find information out about people. There's paid services and that type of thing, but there's a lot out there. And when I was working in courts, we actually had a guy that would come in about every day to go use the law library to check people's backgrounds. Well, he was doing that for a business. He was a backgrounder and he would just oh. go, he would just go to the law library and instead of paying $2 a sheet to print out, he would just take a photo of what his documents that he needed with his phone and then go type up his report for whoever, whoever his client was that he was doing background investigations for. That's so, so smart. <laughs> yeah. So it's kind of interesting, but there, that information is out there and it can be found. Um, well. Any last minute little nuggets that you haven't shared with us yet mm. while you're chugging on your frosty cold beer mm. this holiday weekend? I'm just having a sip and <laughs> uh, what I hope. Your low carb beer trying to live our best dirty keto lifestyle. Yeah, well. It was either this or a white claw, and I thought the beer would be a nice change. It felt a little bit more manly. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you're funny. (laughs) I can't think of anything else. I know there's going to be more stuff that comes up after this. and We'll have you on for another episode. 
Yeah, well, and hopefully the listeners will have questions if they send Yeah, them if any questions come up and you want me to ask uh, Detective Randall, leave them in the comments below. He would love, you know, he yeah. he's really a big advocate for safety and security. So, now you have a website for this podcast, correct? I sure do. Okay, so that would be a way that you could connect with me. If you have private questions, that type of thing, or concerns, and you just want to ask someone about something, send Beth a message directed towards me that's how you, my contact information i my stuff is somewhat private i have alias names for my facebook accounts and that type of thing but you can always get a hold of me through beth okay babe ready to go uh get me a white claw so we can go and enjoy the rest of our holiday weekend uh, i suppose i can do that i'm still working on the honeydew list you gave me for this three-day weekend to get done but yeah i'll get you a white claw and we can go enjoy the weekend awesome thanks for having me here thanks babe Okay, bus bench babes, until next time, remember to keep your face off a bus bench and keep being the badass boss babe that you are. Okay, girls, are you feeling as inspired as we are? We're over here cheering you on because you just finished another episode of the Girl Get Your Face Off a Bus Bench podcast. If you want more, head over to girlgetyourfaceoffabusbench.com for show notes and more episodes. And don't forget to subscribe and leave us a five-star review. They mean the world to us and they're what keep us going. Girl, thanks for being here.